Hey y'all, good morning, good morning. Joel Pilka with my On My Way Crush Life podcast. Man, do you ever feel like you're just waiting? Do you ever feel like you're always waiting? You're waiting for, for something to happen or for something to not happen or I don't know, right? It's like maybe I'll get the new job. Maybe I'll pass the test. Maybe... You know, I'll get a raise. Maybe the test will come back negative. Maybe, you know, once the, you know, pain is in kindergarten, once the kids are out of the house, once so-and-so is driving, you know what I mean? I know looking forward to the future and like, let's say vacations, there's actual, you know, studies I think done where they'll say the anticipation of like a trip is almost um, more enjoyable sometimes. Maybe, I don't know if that was the uh, inclination that it was more enjoyable than the trip, but it can be because look how long it lasts. So you think of this trip you're going to take to, let's say, like Germany, you know, in the summer or in the winter time, and you're waiting six months for this trip, and you're talking and planning and dreaming and reading books and searching websites and thinking about all you're going to do, and you're dreaming about the food, you know, and the people and the, and the weather and whatever it is, and it may never be as good as you dream it up to be, right? Um, but it could be. It could it could blow your you know dreams out of the water but also it's going to be different right i just we it's easy we all get caught up doing that and it it kind of bothers me you know a little bit because it's like well what's the point of now what's the point of you know like struggling or striving i guess is a better word striving and and pushing yourself to the limits thinking about tomorrow, right? The, the pushing yourself to the limits part is is feeling it in the moment. That's like saying, you know, right now I'm pushing past my comfort zone uh, with the hopes of, you know, maybe getting down the road further and achieving this goal or dream of mine, whatever that is. Um, but not losing track of that like present moment, right? I sent a book to my buddy Jay, uh, Jason Dix, we just got got done reading, and um, I sent him The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, or Eckhart Tolle, T-O-L-L-E, whatever you want to call it, and um, really good book, just talking about being present, and it does beat it down a little bit um, to his review, to Jason's review, you know, I think he really enjoyed the book, um, I know I did, I probably read it in 2009, 2000, yeah, 2009, um, and I liked it a lot. He probably, like I say, he probably overkills the point a little bit, but I think he says it in a bunch of different ways about really being present in life and how, you know, we get caught up in the future and in the past. Well, for me, it's mostly the future. I don't really think about the past much at all um, unless I'm thinking about, you know, past friends, right? Maybe that have moved on, passed on or whatnot. Um, You know, I don't truly don't think about my health issues very much. Sometimes I can't help it because the ileostomy I have is right here on my next to my belly button. So what am I going to do? I see it all the time and I feel it and I know about it. But it's the living in the future part that keeps me unsatisfied with the present. 
and that's not fair, right? Things are good. I got a great job, got a great kid, great wife. We got a house, you know, I'm driving a car. I I have food on my table. I got a nice bed, you know, friends, family, like what the hell's the problem? You know, then the problem, well, not the problem, but then you sit back and say, okay, well, I got everything like taken care of, basic necessities. And then it comes down to what do you want now? What do you want to experience? Do you want to travel? Do you want to create something? Do you want to leave a legacy? Do you want somebody to build a statue of you? Or do you want to do make a painting that people love or it hangs up in someone's home or in someone's place of business for years to come? You know, do you want to create music or a song that maybe can live on either within our, you know, species or population, let's say. Can it can it resonate to population or can it stay within your circle? Maybe you write a fun song and you get it produced and you record it and, you know, 20 or 30 of your friends listen to it from time to time. And when it pops up in their rotation, they think of you. Is that not important enough than... You know, maybe writing a song for the masses that, that hits the radio. In fact, if you think about it, let's say maybe like let's Tim McGraw or something writes a country song or, you know, Elton John or whatever it is writes a song and a lot of people love it, but there's a tiny, tiny, tiny niche group that really love it. It's like their anthem, you know, and they play it all the time and it, it's a part of their lives and they resonate with it and it really hit home for them. So what about that? What's the difference between Elton John writing a song and having, you know, 20,000 people, let's let's just say, because it got in front of more people, uh, a thousand people love the song so deeply in their heart. Or maybe you write a song and two people in the entire world love it so deeply in their heart. Like it means so much. It's so special to them. Right? So what's the difference? Maybe Elton John had better marketing <laughs> for that matter. You know what I'm getting at? It's like if it's making this sort of impact and uh, at what scale, you know, does it finally um, satiate, you know, at what, at what scale does it finally appease you that it was good enough or that it was enough? I don't know, you know, that's a deeper question for everybody, but, but truthfully, that's what happens, you know, we get, we get comfortable and then we either just maybe sit around and keep getting fatter and fatter and maybe that's awesome and we enjoy it or we decide to explore or you end up creating something I feel like right and it's either memory or relationships or it's again some sort of like product or output or service for usually it's revolve around uh, helping people um so anyway, I think about a lot of those things. A lot of times it's like, what do I want to create? And I don't mind not having it now, but I want to be able to create. I want to be able to be in the process of, right? I want to be able to be in the process of creating, which I am at a very small scale, you know, one hour a night or three hours a week or whatever, however much time I have, however much time we get. Um, but that's the fun part for me is being in the creation, creative mode creating it and then obviously completion so you know how do I find time to do that well the problem I'm coming up with is that you end up having to go back away from being comfortable you gotta go I gotta go 
I, I would imagine like you have all your basic needs met, but then you have to risk a little bit of your basic needs, whatnot, maybe you don't have to, to spend more time somewhere else, right? Or you shift how much your needs cost and then really bear it down to what your needs are. You've heard me say this before. I don't know, just on my way in. I'm not, uh, I'm not, you know, negative on the subject by any means. I just keep exploring inside me and what that drive is. Like, what am I, what am I trying to do with like, let's say a legacy, my child, my family. And then I don't know. I just love, I love writing. I love connecting. So how do I find time for that? And, and I don't want to live in this, in this future state where I'm constantly really dreaming about the future. Um, I want to talk really more about like how today, like what can I do today that feeds that need and makes me happier in the moment. So I get to create and that also maybe will set me up for, um, this life I envision, um, in the future. Right. So try not to get too caught up waiting for what's coming next, you know, as far as what stage of life is going to come because we'll, we'll just miss the one we're in right now. You know, whether it's being present with your children or being present with your spouse or last night for me on the couch, my mom's in town. She was talking to me and I, I mean, I have to get some of this work done that I, I've been spending time with family, but sometimes it's 11 o'clock at night and I have to be on my phone, either creating an ad or updating a form or a website or whatever I'm doing that day or right. Rewriting the program. It's like, that's just when it has to get done. So I'm in the room and I'm talking, but I wasn't fully present last night. And, uh, I don't know. I just wanted uh, to take a minute to just chat about that. You know, being present is not always easy and there are so many things that pull our attention away, but, uh, you know, there's times that, um, if we can pull ourselves out of it, almost like meditation, you know, you're there and you're talking with somebody next thing, you know, you reach for your phone, you're in your phone and then you recognize it. You're like, Oh, I should put my phone down. You know, I was just talking about this with the buddy. You'll be like with your child and then all of a sudden you'll grab your phone to do something and then you'll be like, okay, it's the middle of the day. It's Saturday. I don't need to be on my phone right now. There's plenty of time to do that, you know, and then I check myself and I put my phone down and it's like meditation really where in meditation, these thoughts come into your mind and sometimes it's easy to just let them blow right past you, blow right over, or sometimes you don't even recognize it and you latched onto that thought and you're down the rabbit hole thinking about, you know, how you're going to improve your uh, email workflow or how you're going to organize your email inbox so that you can uh, be more efficient. You know what I mean? Like random thoughts like that jump in or an idea for a business or a book or something. And you try not to follow those. Sometimes you just have to, when you're meditating, if you get an amazing idea, you just kind of from time to time, you know, if it's, if it's a really big idea or you just can't forget it, you have to address it. You'll either think about it for a little while and get creative with it. Cause I've solved problems, you know, inside of meditation, which it is used for as well to be creative and to problem solve. But, um, and that's a lot of fun actually. But, uh, for the most part, you try not to follow those thoughts down and you try to get into the gray matter of your brain and really relax. And, um, and that can be how it is, you know, when you're present with, uh, with your children or your family or work, or, you know, you're in a meeting, it's like that, that, that little need, that little point in your brain, when 
it like asks you to check your phone. It's looking for that little dopamine hit and you go to do that is maybe just closing your eyes for a second, one beat and like letting that um, feeling pass, right? And maybe only doing that, I don't know, one or two less times a day, right? So if you're doing it 10 times a day, you know, and if you don't do, you know, you omit two of those over the course of a week, you're looking at, you know, 15 extra times that you didn't do it. So there's an improvement. Even like one time a day is an improvement, right? So just be conscious of the fact like that um, a lot of times we're, uh, we're thinking about something else. We're somewhere else in our brain and uh, we're not fully paying attention. Almost like I am now when I'm trying to park my car. This is crazy. But what are you going to do? We're going to crush life. Have a great day.